Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. We're so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. The words came forth from an unlikely soul, the words of a condemned man on a cross that said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Dear friends, would you and I like the Lord to remember us? Well, of course we would. Thank you to our J-Web and greetings to everyone. It is so good to have you here today on our broadcast of Are You Listening? from the International Gospel Hour. It is our desire to study the Word of God each and every time we're together, to inform, to help, to encourage, and to bring forth corrections in our lives that need to be. Speaking of corrections, let's notice something very unique from one of the criminals or one of the thieves that was crucified with the Lord Jesus Christ. In Luke chapter 23, verses 39 through 43, the Bible tells us that one of the criminals who were hanged, blasphemed him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today... You will be with me in paradise. Let's talk about cries from a cross, a condemned cross that held one of the thieves crucified beside Jesus Christ. You know, dear friends, much is mentioned of this man in the religious world concerning salvation. And sincere questions come forth such as this one, If baptism is essential, why wasn't the thief on the cross baptized? Jesus told him he would be with him in paradise. Have you ever wondered that? As a little extra answer in this broadcast, from the very outset, it's a valid question and worthy of thought, but first of all, please recall the time. Christ, of course, was still living, and the law of Moses was still in effect. Baptism was not essential to salvation then, just like the animal sacrifices of old are not done today. Christ was made of a woman made under the law, Galatians 4 and verse 4. And again, Christ lived and observed the law as a Jew. Jesus came not to destroy, but to fulfill the law, as according to Matthew 5.17. But in fulfilling the law, it had to also be nailed to the cross, Colossians 2 and verse 14. You see, the law of Moses was our schoolmaster, or another term of that would be tutor or a little lad leader that would bring us to Christ, Galatians 3.22-25. Also, second, Christ's death was necessary for there to be a change in the law. We know that from Hebrews chapter 9, verses 15 through 17. The new covenant that was prophesied in Jeremiah 31, verses 31 through 34, was fulfilled, as we note, in Hebrews chapter 8, in six, verses 6 through 13. And it took the death of the testator, that being Christ, for such to happen. Also, friends, let's not forget that Christ had power on earth to forgive sins. Such is said in Matthew 9 and verse 6 to the one taken of palsy. 
And we see the same of the woman in Luke 7, verses 48 through 50, and the woman taken in adultery in John 8, 1 through 11. Interestingly enough, we do not hear questions concerning their baptisms, and one readily recognizes that Jesus' statement in this regard. Jesus was still on earth, and he was on the cross, and he had the power to forgive sins. I hope this little small thought will solve some questions in our minds. Much more could be said. But let us examine more of this man and his cries from a cross. His words unto Jesus states volumes, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom, Luke twenty three forty two. Would you and I like the Lord to remember us? Well, of course we would. Let's notice what the thief said and learn from the thief's approach to the Christ. But first, R.J. Webb will mention our website and its availability to you. Our website is internationalgospelhour.com. Please go and peruse our website. Hit the Contact tab and leave us a message, or the Survey tab and let us know where you hear our programs. Please check out the Free tab as well for a variety of materials you may use in your studies. Again, that's internationalgospelhour.com. And now, let's return to our study. First of all, let's notice from the cross a cry of remembrance. You know, when we think about remembrance and remembering, think about how beautiful it is that God was to remember man, for man needs God. In Genesis chapter 6 and verse 9, God remembered Noah. In Genesis 19:29, God remembered Abraham for the sake of Lot. And God remembered His covenant for Israel during the time of Pharaoh, Exodus chapter 2, verse 24, and Exodus 6 and verse 5. It is a beautiful thing of the plea of man for God to remember him in his struggles. In Judges 16.28, did not Samson desire for God to remember him? And even Hannah prayed that God would remember her with a child in 1 Samuel 1 verse 11. Hezekiah prayed that the Lord would remember him, 2 Kings 20 and verse 3. And Nehemiah prayed the Lord would remember him in Nehemiah 13 verse 14 and verse 31. These examples from the Old Testament tell us of how beautiful it is for God to remember man and how man pled for God to remember him in his struggles. Oh, dear friends, how we want Christ to remember us for good in this life. Why would I want God to not remember? What would I want God to not remember, or should I ask, or but also to remember? You know, in Psalm 25 and verse 7, the psalmist said, Remember not the sins of my youth. And I am thankful that God will remember my sin no more when it is forgiven. Hebrews 8 and verse 12 and Hebrews 10 17. I want Him to remember my day of death. For in Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 1, a good name is better than precious ointment in the day of death and the day of one's birth. I would want the Lord to remember my obedience unto Him when I obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ through simple faith and repentance, confession of Christ and baptism, and I want Him to remember my faithful walk each day. You know, you see from the cross, there was a cry of remembrance, Lord, remember me. We want the Lord to remember us. I want you to notice a cry of faith, because if you recall, He looked at the other thief, the other criminal, and said, Do you not even fear God? And this is an indication that this man believed there was a God, and his statement implied his understanding of God. He knew what God could do. Do you not even fear God? 
And he also believed that Christ was the only one to help him, for he turned to Christ, and he said unto him, Lord, a title of honor, an expression of respect and reverence with which servants salute their master or owner. The lesson learned here is that anyone that comes to Christ must come with an obedient faith, not only to believe, but to believe with response within that faith. Again, he said, Do you not even fear God? He had an understanding. Ye call Jesus Lord. But think about it. You know, John one twelve says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. We note in John 8 and verse 24, Jesus said, For if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. But faith requires us to make a decision. Listen to John 12.42. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers also many believed on him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. You see, they believed on him, but they refused to confess him. May I ask, was that a saving faith? Was that a faith that would move them closer to Christ? I don't think so. How about Mark sixteen sixteen? We mentioned about the question of baptism to this criminal or this thief, but... In Mark 16:16 16, 16, it's pretty clear he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved but he that believeth not shall be damned. Well one that doesn't believe would be damned or condemned because he's not going to do anything else. But when Jesus said he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved that tells us that we need to move on our faith with action. And that's exactly what this thief did. He called Jesus Lord, he recognized fearing God, and he made a plea with Jesus. We'll look at that plea in just a moment very quickly, but first, as we're talking about study and a cry of faith, let's grow in our faith with our Bible study. Here is our J. Webb with our free Bible course. Kind listeners, the International Gospel Hour offers absolutely free a Bible study course by mail so you may study in the privacy of your own home. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH- 6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, I want the home study. That's it. Again, call toll free at 1 855 IGH 6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say, I want the home study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the contact tab, and leave us the same information name, address, and type Please send the home study. We'll send it as soon as possible. Thanks always for your interest in the things of God. And now, back to Jeff. A cry of remembrance and a cry of faith, but notice from the cross, a cry of surrender. This thief, this criminal, ceased his behavior. You see, in Matthew and Mark's account, we find that they that were crucified with him were speaking against Christ. That's affirmed in Matthew 27:44 and Mark 15:32. They that were crucified with him, the thieves or the criminals also. But in Luke's account, he ceased his behavior. Quite simply, dear friends, this man changed. He surrendered to Christ for the life that he lived, brought him death, but he turned to the one that could give him life. Dear friends, if we are on a condemned cross with the burdens we are bearing, will we make that cry of surrender. You see, this criminal, he spoke and he taught the truth. It wasn't too late for him to do so. And for one to come to Christ, let him do what the thief did. Let him remember. 
Let him have a cry of faith and a cry of surrender. Let him, upon that faith, surrender the life that he's lived through repentance, confession of Christ, baptism into Christ, and then raised to walk in that newness of life to press onward toward a life in heaven, a life in paradise. Dear friends, we hope this study of the thief on the cross and Christ from the cross will prompt you to press onward, to always seek the truth, and to be obedient. And we'll continue our studies together another time. Thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie, and dear friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh,